You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center, this is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... Welcome to the Wrestling Rewind. The only wrestling podcast by fans who don't hate wrestling. Hello everybody, it is Tuesday here on Phoenix 32.5, or Friday if you're somehow listening to this as we're recording it. That's impressive. My name is Daryl Connor, and you're listening to The Wrestling Rewind, the only wrestling podcast by wrestling fans who don't hate wrestling, except for this episode, maybe. Uh, we're talking about two bad things, and I apologize in advance. You can blame Martin for at least one of them. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we, we try to see the positive in, in this, but by God, Martin, this week's going to be a tough one. There's, there's some, but yeah, they're, they're few and far between. But listen, even I said when I suggested the In Your House arc, even I said that the first, the first couple of uh, stops are going to be are going to be choppy waters. Indeed, and this is one of them. Uh, but it, it's infamous. It's it's one of the shows that like lives in infamy. Like when you suggested, it, I was like, oh, that sounds familiar. And then I googled it, and I remembered why. Uh, it, it does have some good spots. We we'll, we will get to it. But of course, we're talking about WWF WWE in your house number four. However, uh, before we get to that, last weekend was SummerSlam 2023, so we're going to quickly talk about that. That was also, ugh, it was a, it was a, a rough show. We're going to keep it, it nice and tight. This, uh, no, we're going to keep it nice and tight. It's going to be an hour uh, this week because we have a back back catalog shows that haven't gone up yet. I'm away next week. Martin's away next week. We're away the week after that, and then AEW. So there's there's not a, a drought of content coming, but. We're actually ahead of the content, so we have too much content to come out. So it, it's all going to be drip. Too good, too exactly. professional, too, too productive. That's that's our problem. That's a good way to spin me not putting up the shows. <laughs> a much better way to spin it. Uh, so we're going to do that, and uh, like there's a bunch of content coming as well on the feed, and of course on the radio as well over on the True Penny channel. So uh, you guys will not be uh, wanting for content. Okay, uh, but I'm not alone this week. You heard him, uh, the one and all, Mr. Martin Hardy. How are things, Martin? Grand, Dara. Yeah, um, bit of a rough week. Like I was, I was saying before we started, I uh, uh, in training last week. I don't know if it was jujitsu or wrestling, but somewhere along the line, I managed to get a perforated eardrum. Oh, okay. so been dealing with that all week. But uh, sure, luck. It's it's August. It's all in month. Short of short of day and what can really go wrong? A lot. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be I'm going to be more optimistic. I wouldn't test fate like that. I mean, I'm I'm telling you now, I will have to be literally dead in order to not 
drag myself across the Irish Sea and into Wembley Stadium somehow. That's... In fact, I had my first setback this week. Oh. So the um the hotel that I was staying with emailed me to say that they were cancelling my booking. What? And I contacted them to say why. And they said, Oh, there's a burst water pipe in your room. Oh um, man. But you're telling me a hotel isn't going to fix a burst water pipe in the next three weeks. And I think what's happened is they didn't realize how big this show is. Like they yeah. thought, oh, there's a wrestling show coming on, blah, blah, blah. Like, And are you close to it? You are close to it, aren't you? You're like, yeah, close yeah. To it. yeah, 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 yeah. I was like a 10 minute walk away. And now that they've realized just how massive this show is, they're kicking out all the people who booked early and got mm. like the, the normal rates. And now they're they're doubling the prices because whenever I booked new accommodation this week, it was twice the price. See, this is like this is uh, Martin's um, or truth gimmick, C O N conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, I tell don't know, me when I, I'm telling lies. <laughs> I I always when I go to London, I stay in the same place. I stay all the time. So. The, they haven't emailed me. <laughs> well, you're gonna, so good. You gonna tell us? Tell us where it is, or are you worried no. about when we're over there? Are you worried about stalkers, about fans, that's, about? That's true. Yeah, no, I'm not going to reveal any of that. It, it, <laughs> it, the thing about it is, is like I just don't wouldn't stay close to major um, major events or venues because it's just well, you know. I I agree that that would have been the sensible thing to do, but one. I don't really know London that well. That is true. That is true. And, I, and I know two, London very well. Yeah. And two, uh, Sat- Sunday the 27th is going to be a pretty big day for me. And I thought, you know, in terms of safety, Heck I yeah. probably need somewhere that's within stumbling distance. I think you did the right thing, sir. As I said, I just know London really well. Um, and it, it's grand. That's why I have a place I go to because I just know it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I know. I think you're right. Uh, like we're going to be there. It's going to be gas crack. Uh, if anyone is there, um, we'll probably be the ones with the podcast mics. So come over and say, Hey, and uh, definitely be- we will be, you'll know it's us because we'll be the only ones there with podcast mics. Nobody else will be, will be doing this. Yeah, but we'll be drunk as we're doing it. We will. We That's will. the difference. Like I've um, seen, and we'll have our we'll have our big mail for Sam sign with us. Oh yeah, that's how you'll know. That's how you know. I actually need to get on that because um, that's one hundred percent going to happen. Uh, okay, let's start with SummerSlam because I didn't want to watch the show. Um, I know Dave watched the show and he loved it, of course. Like five stars uh, as as Dave does. Uh, <laughs> I was I was thoroughly sports entertained. He was thoroughly sports entertained. And I mean I can see why. Um the Logan Paul match is everything he loves in wrestling. Um the match itself it was what it was, but uh, that alone was enough to get Dave hooked. Like I I just know him. That was he was all over that. You know, the the Cody Rhodes Brock Lesnar match, um I, I didn't watch it because I was I threw up every time I saw Cody Rhodes. Um <laughs> The Battle Royale. He's, he's going to turn and he's going to come back as Stardust and you're going to be his number one fan. Oh, I'm all over it. Even if he's dashing Cody Rhodes, I don't mind. God. Just, you know, that's not dashing or whatever. It'd be brilliant. Or damage Cody Rhodes or whatever. I, I'm i all over it. Just this this white me baby face thing. 
not a fan. Uh, I was happy to see LA Knight win the Battle Royale. I mean, I think it's his year. He has to win the title this year. Like, it, it is his to win. And if he doesn't win this year, maybe give him a, a Royal Rumble win or something like that. It'd be hilarious if he won it instead of Cody. If he took I'd it off it. Reigns. That'd be brilliant. It'd be brilliant. I mean, come on. he, The guy, is, the guy won me over in one night. Like, <laughs> at a house show. I became a massive LA Knight fan. I'm like, whoa, this is unbelievable. Like, you have your top star right there. Um, I, I want to say something, but I can't swear on the radio, but it's more along the line. It's stronger than Boo Cody Rhodes. It begins with an F, and it's, tr- it's a four-letter word. Martin, don't oh. say it, because I have to edit the show again. Flip. That's, that's not fun. Flip <laughs> Cody Rhodes, you flipping flipper. Uh, I was... The MMA rules was shockingly disappointed, oh. because... I mean, they're both legit MMA people, and it was probably the worst thing I've seen on on WWE television in a while. Um, holy what hell! With that one, what, what I don't know? understand is like it's SummerSlam. You have the money, gimmick it up, put a big like do the fight pit or do the Lions you know, Den, Lions Den, or do like what's wrong with a Lions? Like even having a Lions Den match would make sense because that's where it debuted. At like SummerSlam. It, it just... Uh, I mean, like, so, like, I'll let you get through your thing, but, yeah, for me, one of the main issues I had with this whole show was that so much of it didn't make sense but seemed so easy to solve. But I'll, I'll let you, you go ahead. Um, yeah, so ridiculous. Just thoroughly disappointing. The Gunther-Drew McIntyre match was actually very good. Um, Gunther obviously won. I don't think I was taking that belt off him for, for years. Um, and I felt bad for Drew because it looked like he was going to do it. But, yeah. Um, the kind of co-main event was up next with um, Balor and Rollins. Unfortunately, Balor was not successful. Uh, the match was actually pretty decent. But, um, I don't know. It was very uh, it was very by the numbers near the end. So Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, and then ha- setting up the that the feud isn't over because Damien Priest came out and his big head was sitting there looking in at, at, Roll- at Rollins. So <laughs> I mean, like, okay, you know, we're gonna have Damien Priest now. This is even worse than than what we already had. Uh, the women's title match: Oscar and Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair. I hate ah. this match because uh, yeah. I, I I hate Charlotte Flair. Uh, Bianca Belair bores me to tears. And Oscar should have won. She I hate not. so much that they have a talent like Oscar, and they only ever consider her to be a transitionary champion. Like, it. well, the upside here is that Bianca Belair was a transitional champion, <laughs> and she lost to Io Sky. So I can't be too mad on this. I was actually very annoyed. When Bianca won because I was like Oscar should have won, but I think Io Sky has a lot of more upside than even a bit more upside than Oscar because she's a, a fair bit younger. So uh, I was happy with this. I didn't see this coming. Uh, what, it was actually. What really do you? Cool. What do you think? Like more generally of the Money in the Bank stipulation. You know, I mean, for me, it's like, well, like I mean, I, I get, it, and it's been it's been a big one for them. For a long time, like it's pretty much become one of their big five pay-per-views. But I don't know; it 
it doesn't seem like a great way to build a baby face. It yeah, look, I mean, I think but he haven't really used it in a way to build a baby face. Like the best one who ever cashed in in that way was Rob Van Dam. Yeah. When he was like, We're doing it at ECW one I sand. Yeah, well I okay, so that's good. Yeah, but and baby that was face cool. can do like like an honorable Yeah, challenge. an honorable cash in. Yeah, but yeah. they haven't done that. And I think uh, Mr. Kennedy wanted to do it as well at WrestleMania. And then obviously he got, got injured uh, and his career went down the, the tubes thanks to John Cena. But uh, And Randy Orton. I mean, to be fair, there's two of them in it. But poor Mr. Kennedy, he he, he got a bad doing. He really did. Um, but look, I mean, I, I think because they've set the... The problem with, with this is they, they've set the boundary where it's like, look, you have to cash in. And, you know, the only way you can cash in is when someone's beaten. That's the standard. Yeah. No, there was no one else going, look, no, we're going to we're going to settle this at this time. I want my my WrestleMania main event, you know, or I want my moment. That is. They haven't established that. So because they haven't established it and they've only established, oh, the whole point of this is they can cash in at any time. That's what they go with. They, they've walked themselves into a box that doesn't even need to exist. And that's the problem. Yeah, it's I think. I it's think it's so. it's one I'm conflicted on. Like I can see the the good and the bad of it. But the other thing is as well, with it being like its own pay per view and all now, it's it's sort of just become part of the cycle. And the thing is it's almost like it's either predictable in that they run down and they win the title, or it's almost like a millstone around your neck. Because if you cash in like after someone's had a match and then still don't win Oh my! That's a double. That's a double burial. Well, that's what they did to. Um, who was yeah, it? Uh, Austin Theory, wasn't it? Yeah, they did. Austin, they did it to two <laughs> or three people. They did it to uh, Sandow as well, and they did it to yeah. Cena. Actually, Cena didn't win. I suppose so, it's different for Cena because he's kind of yeah. Now. I know, but I mean, you know, it, it's they need to reinvent how they they book that, and I think it does go back to the fact that they're like. Oh, you know, you don't know when they're going to cash in. Compared to, like, if you want to make a baby face, take anyone, right? Just say LA Knight, right? LA Knight wins. And he goes, look, I'm going to cash in at WrestleMania when the lights are brightest. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Or, or it's, I mean, or, I mean, if, like, you know, to go to Bray Wyatt. Them. Well, look, to go to Bray Wyatt, right, for example. If you know, Obviously, I know he, he's ill and we don't know yet, but... I'm going to use him as an excuse, right? If he, just say he had this spooky concept, right? And he won the, the money in the bag. And he's like, look, I'm going to cash in. But it's going to be in my match at this time. And that way you have this massive concept where it could be some, you know, some that stupid match. Yes. <laughs> darkest match or something. You know, but think about it. He, he could like, you know, ha- debut a new match type at, at this pay-per-view. And it could be all built around it. WWE don't do that. <laughs> They're like, oh no, someone could cash in when someone's already beaten. You're like, okay, you need to think bigger because this is getting boring. However, at this point, I'm so glad to see Eosky come out and win because yeah, yeah. she's great. So it's it's one I'm 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 torn on, but I think you're right that it's been what has it been going about 15 years now? The yeah, money. Yeah, it's probably due. Not gotten rid of, but it's probably just some sort of a revamp. They just need to realize that, yeah, 
you know, cashing in when somebody's beaten is definitely part of it. But booking in, in, in a way that's more interesting, but they don't even put put it on the line anymore, which is yeah. they only have done it once or twice. And it's like, no, you have this great tool that you're just not using. And I think it's because at the end of the day, they like having this thing they yeah. can pull out. And that's kind of what they've fallen into. Now, look, that they just need to get out of that. And I mean, in this case, it worked. But if they did it later on in the night or something, I'd be very, very upset. Well, look, uh, I, I think we're going to have an interesting discussion <laughs> about the main event. Uh, Wait, well, let's, let's go there. I mean, do you, well, do you well, have just any... Before like, we, yeah, yeah, before we go to the main event. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, we'll probably want to talk about it. Yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm going to give you the floor. I kind of ran through my thoughts on all the matches. So do, did I miss anything or before we go no, to the main event? No, no. And, and like a lot of what you said, I agree with. And I, I won't go like match by match or anything like that. I'll just pick out some... Yeah, man, whatever. whatever some, you some of do. the main points I thought that... It was I like yourself. I did not think this was a good show. Like verged into bad at times. Um, the Cody match. So there's only two matches I was really looking forward to. Was the Cody Brock match, um, which I felt really underdelivered for for two reasons. Uh, one, they're dan- they're verging dangerously into that um, Roman Reigns pantomime, walking about the ring, loudly monologuing the plot points, you know, like Brock kept throwing Cody out of the ring and going, stay out, Cody, stay out for your own good, or I will hurt you, Cody, so stay out of the ring for the count of ten. Oh, bugs me so much. And, uh, and then the finish of it, like, See your hatred of that white meat Cody Rhodes babyface thing? Yes. That's exactly why fans turned on him in AEW. Yeah, he, hasn't, he, fi- he, ha- he hasn't figured this out yet. He is doing exactly the same thing again. Like, he, there's no nuance to his no. character. It's so He's Superman. He can't be hurt. He's incorruptible. He's all good. And he always wins. It's so boring. Yeah. And it's, he hasn't it's figured so, this out yet. Yeah. And it's so unbelievable. Yeah. Like, and not, not Vince McMahon. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable <laughs> as in, <laughs> I do <laughs> not believe this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so I was really disappointed in that match. The, um, the Walter uh, Drew match. That, maybe I just had my expectations set too high for it because even when we're watching WWE pay-per-views like I'm not the biggest fan but you, there's a couple of people you can usually count on for a really good show and, and, and Walter Jall was one of them mm. and uh, I, I don't know I thought the match was good like if it had if this had been like a a match on you know Raw or whatever you'd be like yeah that was that was a really good match I don't know for how big it was built for SummerSlam and for you know my own personal expectations of of Walter, um, I don't know. It just it kind of fell short for me, and it it signified an issue I had with the pay per view overall. Now I don't know if maybe people just had an off night, or if this is maybe a ruling that's gone around on the mm. quiet, but nothing on the night seemed to have any impact. Everybody seemed to be really 
like none of the punches were landing with any impact. None of the slam. That's because you were watching the wrong show. You're supposed to be watching TNA Impact. <laughs> but I don't. Is is that just like? Was that just me? I, no, nothing, you know, you're right. I mean, nothing. nothing I just felt like it had any weight behind it or any. That's, be, that's because not, nothing did. Like, d- look, you take any anything that was happening on that night. And it's the same as any other show. It just like SummerSlam's supposed to be next to WrestleMania, right? But yeah. now that isn't true because the, the Saudi Arabia shows now are kind of WrestleMania, right? Uh, or second to WrestleMania. And, and they are. Then, like, ro- I think most people would probably even consider the Royal Rumble to be like, you know, the second no, show. No, no, no. What I mean is like, what I mean is, no, you are right, right? But what I'm saying is like, there's WrestleMania and SummerSlam was supposed to be WrestleMania in the summer, right? Basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now it's like that's been taken over by the Saudi shows, which are actually always booked quite well. And there's stuff to to be able to write home about it. The Royal Rumble is always going to be important because of the Royal Rumble. There yeah. was nothing on this show that justified the tagline of, oh, WrestleMania in the summer. It's like, no, it's just an above average WWE show with, with a couple of good moments in it. You know, and I mean, that's not enough. Like, there was nothing here. Like, yeah, we watched In Your House, right? And it was terrible. However, I still, (laughs) I'm going to preface it. It's real bad. But it felt like, it it felt like a show. It felt like there was star power there, for better or worse. And there was no real, like, look, listen, right? I know people love the Bloodline storyline. The Usos are not main eventers. They're just not. They're not. They're, they're not. They never will be. I can't tell them apart. <laughs> Genuinely, I mean, there's nothing interesting about them. They're like mini Roman Reigns that look the same in in loads of ways. Like I genuinely cannot tell them apart. I I, I really can't. Um, and I, that's because I've, they're twins. Like <laughs> I've never they look, been. They look, they look like Roman Reigns, but smaller, and they're twins. They're like identical twins. So it's like the same problem I had with um with the Bellas, you know. Oh. Could never tell them apart. <laughs> so it's like so there's nothing really unique here. It's like, okay, cool. The storyline was great, but we're not doing the storyline anymore. And one, it's like uh, like it was Jay, wasn't it? It's like, I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> See, there you go. That's what I mean. That, that should not be your, your reaction to a main event. You shouldn't know, you know? And that's my point. Like, there was, there was nothing here that was, that hooked you in. Like, when the Usos were in the house show in Dublin, I, I left. Because I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm, this is boring now. And it, it's, there's not, and the tribal combat thing, is like, they didn't even really, it was like. What was, was it no DQ? It was, just, is that it was no was? DQ. Which is stupid. Just call it an ODQ match. Like, they didn't even... Look, if they really wanted to do this, here's what I would have done. Not to go fantasy booking on it, but here's what here's how they could have made this work, right? Or, or no, it did work. Look, it was incredibly successful, right? It was. Let's, let's call it spade a spade. But for, from an interest standpoint, this this eventually will just... You know, it, it's very bland. Um, what they could have done is, well, Jay should have looked different. You know, he should have come out, you know, different gear, uh, look like it, shake up his look a little bit wearing the white pants it's like, fair enough he did but he still fundamentally looks like Jey Uso you know there should have been some major change to say look I'm on my own here now blah 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 right so whatever that is it more, you know you can't really give him more tattoos because he has loads of tattoos already you know something 
I, I know what you mean. Something you know, signified that something he sig- has yeah. left this faction or this the, part the of the story. The only thing that was that, that said it was he's wearing the white gear now. But you know what he looked like? Sin Cara. <laughs> so when I was watching him, I'm like, okay. When your brother's out, I still can't tell you guys apart. But now you look like Sin Cara. And all I could think about was that's Sin Cara without a mask. So that opened, you know, and I mean, now I've said it, everybody's like, oh my God, this is true. It's like, yeah, so that's not good. But what they could have done is, right, let's say he had some sort of cool gimmick out, right? Um, That's step one. Step two is, right, actually define what a tribal combat match is. Have weapons around the ring. Have a special weapon. Now, again, some people are like, yeah, but they're not very culturally sensitive. True, WWE are really bad at it. But, you know, (laughs) You have three lads from Samoa, or or with Samoan heritage at least. Ask them, <laughs> you yeah. know? lads. What do you use? What what isn't insensitive? You know, that's that's well, what I would have done. You know, well, there's two and made there's a two thing aspects. There's two aspects of that is because yeah, you could have done that, and it would have made sense. Like you and you could have had them do something like you say that was more paying tribute to a culture rather than you know. Uh, taking the mick out of it uh, yeah. but the other thing about that is then that would mean that at least it wouldn't have been a no DQ match in which case Jay yeah it is Jay yeah, yeah. see in, th- in this is case... this is an indictment alone that we don't even know the man's name we can, we don't know if it's Jay or Jay you know but but the other thing about that if they had gone that route and done like tribal combat made it something really unique something different um, it would have meant that Jay the baby face wasn't an idiot who agreed to a no DQ match with a man whose whole reign has been about having other people interfere yeah. to make sure he doesn't yeah. lose. Yeah. Exactly. You know exactly. what? And he was involved in it. He was one of the people doing the running in. Yeah. Like, you know you know what would have made sense, right? Again, on that point, because that's a brilliant point. A special cage match. What is tribal combat, right? Again, bring out the lines then. Put some sticks around it. Hundred percent. Yeah. Just or... something. Anything. So you have a vision. Like you have a visual of this appeared on the show and it was worthwhile. Instead of just bland person came out, had bland match with Roman Reigns. It's like Or even right. even if you don't want to do a big gimmick, just say, Yeah, we'll have tribal combat and in tribal combat the title can change hands on a DQ. So now you're not going to have run-ins or that. Now you have to beat or, them on. Or, or, right. So, Tribal Combat. So, it, it invokes, you know, the bit from Black Panther where they're fighting in, uh, on, like, in the river. <laughs> it's like a top of waterfall, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Do that. <laughs> I mean, do anything. Just literally anything that, to make it somewhat interesting because all we got was a boring no-DQ match that ended by some lad running in and making sure he won. It's like, Listen, buddy, Here's, gotta think outside the box here a bit. You know, there's so, like, so actually, I don't know if you watched Dark Side of the Ring this oh, week, yeah, yeah. which oh, was no, all that, about. It was about the 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 bass at the beach. Oh, very good. With Vince Russo, it's actually yeah. it's actually brilliant. It's very good, and I'm just like, you know, watching that, you're like, okay, there's a guy who went too far outside the box, walked past the box, set the box on fire, and then, you know, <laughs> forgot the box even existed, right? What WWE have done now is they've like they set 
in the box so firmly that they don't they're not even like it's like the Plato's allegory of the cave where they're not even aware there's a world outside it, right? They need to go a little bit, need to at least go to the top of the box, look outside and go, oh yeah, okay, there's some stuff out there. And that's <laughs> where they need to go. Dimension. Yeah, they need to just expand a little bit because again, there was nothing on this show that in any way made me want to watch it again, maybe want to watch it the first time or made me care. Like their big play was Cody Rhodes and I'm like, guess what? Unless he's walking out dressed as Stardust, I don't care. And he should have been DQ'd. And he should have been DQ'd. He hit Brock Lesnar fully with, yeah. with the ring steps. Yep. Wreck, like This was WCW levels of <laughs> the referee <laughs> the referee's in two on it, feet yeah. away looking yeah. at him. Yeah, it's like, just, oh no, the, how did the referee miss that? It's like, he didn't, he just chose not to say anything. He just didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> he just didn't care. He was checking his phone at the time. Uh, the, the other he, thing with the, the main event was, um, look, I've, I've never been a fan of this. Bloodline storyline. Sorry, I, I Jimmy. The other one is Jimmy. Oh, oh. So it's that's why it's confusing because about Jay. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. One of them needs to wear a mask or change it. It's Jay or sha- and K. Uso or shave their head or anything. Uh, Literally but, anything. Call I'm, one of the, call one of them the Samoan Spike or Spiky or. <laughs> I don't know. I look. I'm not. I, I'm not on creative Sheamus. here. Shay and Seamus. Jay and Seamus. There you go. That's better. You never mix them up. There. You never mix them up. Or like Jay and Paddy. There you go. <laughs> I think so. I, like I've never been a huge fan of this bloodline storyline, but like you say, it's been phenomenally successful. There is absolutely no arguing. That. It was four hours long. Why was this show four hours long? I want my money back. Not really though, because. <laughs> The network's actually pretty good value, but still, far as but, long as too long. So even even for people who are into the bloodline thing, right? That that's fine. Uh, like it's just I personally don't like it. Um, I think it's so heavy on really tedious melodrama done by not very good actors. But I think even now, even people who really love it, I think even they have to now admit that they missed the peak of this thing at Wrestlemania like that was when it peaked and that was when it should have ended and it has been a long slide now into this SummerSlam match that was I think universally considered dreadful and the reason I can say universally is because normally if a WWE pay-per-view even if it's only okay like if it's only just not a disaster they are all over social media talking about how it was the best thing ever. See, in the weeks since this happened, it has barely been mentioned. It's just been silence following the show. And I think that more than anything is an indictment because it means even the, you know, bloodline mega fans, even they can't muster the energy to like pretend this was good. You know what it has? I'm going to just turn it a little bit. It's like when something bad happens in AEW and nobody talks about it. It's the same. Yeah. It's the same kind of thing. You know what, guys? You know when Matt, bad Matt Hardy. <laughs> hold on, hold on. You know when bad things happen on TNA. You know what we did? We called it out. We said fire Russo. Both of you need to learn from this. You're both awful. Like the meme. AEW <laughs> mega fans and Bloodline mega fans need to learn from TNA fans. 
and something is bad, you scream fire Russo. Me- mega, f- mega fans in general, like we just need wrestling fans. And if AEW is your thing, brilliant. And if WWE is your thing, brilliant. And if you like both of them, brilliant. But you should talk about the thing you like, not talk obsessively about the thing you don't like. Ah, uh, yeah, but see, that's how we coped with TNA. That that's what made it okay. Where you just be yeah, like, but you were yeah. doing it among each other. This is true. This is true. You and know, fans, like, and fans of the of the pre the, the previous show that we did before the rewind will know that a lot of it was. This is why <laughs> TNA was bad this week. <laughs> like before before AEW came along, when it was it was basically just WWE. I mean, you had New Japan and all that. That can be difficult for people to get. Before AEW came along, WWE fans openly admitted to each other with, oh my god that was a crap oh, can you believe they're doing this and they'd, they'd take the mick out of the shows and they'd slag this and that and everything and then the minute AEW came along that all just shut down and they were like no everything the fed does is amazing now all the time forever you know and it it kind of ruined the crack the crack like oh man i i i really can't stand twitter or x it's called x now yeah Alex now for some. Oh man, we were talking about that before we went on. What, what a, what an interesting, what an interesting update that is. Yeah. Anyway, so look, uh, should we watch SummerSlam 2023? Absolutely not. Um, go and watch anything else. Uh, I suggest paint drawing. Um, I suggest the floor. I suggest a lovely sunrise. Uh, which we don't get in Ireland that much, so that's probably actually is a good thing to watch. Um. It's, the rain. It's, sh- it's shocking in that there, the, you know, there's no, there's no the matches fire, in it. Uh, the water, <laughs> uh, a toilet seat. Uh, these are all things that you can watch instead of it. it. Just, just don't watch it. It's just a bad show. You're gonna have a bad time. I had a but really bad time. Yeah, it's, it's. What, what really got me about it was that there's no matches in it that are stand out. Like you can't go, oh, watch it for this one amazing match. There's no major storyline developments in it like like the the bloodline thing just keeps trundling on like wwe is going to do what they always do got to continue the story (laughs) yeah when they come upon something Uh successful they are going to ring every like they will only drop this thing when they have milked it so much everybody hates it i have to say though i think we're in the minority man because apparently like people love this show and i just genuinely don't know why and if you did look i mean Great. I have, like I haven't, I have I haven't seen it on, on social media. I haven't seen people talking about how this. No, was. but I, the 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 review I'm looking at here um, was exceptionally positive. But what I'm saying is, like, if you're someone who like absolutely loved this show, please let me know. I mean, social media we're there. The WrestlingRewind.com. You just you know all yeah. our social media are linked there. Genuinely, let us know. Be like, actually, I disagree. I thought. Uh, Bianca Belair is the greatest wrestler of our generation, and her loss was devastating. Um, and it made me love wrestling. Cool, let me know. Or I can tell Jay that Jay Uso is going to be the <laughs> biggest star ever. And yeah. He look, he does not look like Sin Cara. Cool. I mean, or I, I believe know. in Cody Rhodes. I believe in Cody Rhodes. I mean, he's not the most boring person in the world, and is you know, Jeff Jer- Jeff Jarrett. He is not. Um, I mean, he doesn't even bring a guitar out with him. No. So come no, on. And, and he doesn't have a roadie. Like, for God's sake, Brock Lesnar broke your arm and then put the broken arm in a Kimura. It's yeah. not 
it's not a loser thing to tap out. Like, no. watch UFC. Amazing, incredible, unbelievably tough men tap out all the time, c- constantly. Yeah, cause, like, because then you end up a cripple. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> see, when you do this stuff where you make Cody Rhodes look like literal Superman, you're not making me love Cody Rhodes. You're making me go, oh, see, Cody's doing his own booking again. Yeah. Yeah. Which is never good. Uh, I suggest watching Dark Side of the Ring this week because it explains why. Indeed, that is not very good. But look, we're gonna tri- we're going to hop in the time machine here, man. We're gonna go all the way back to uh, October nineteen ninety five. Oh, golden era, the heyday <laughs> uh, of literally the worst period of WWE, like historically. But you know what, man? I I don't know. I think there's been worse periods than than this. Uh, I, like, I think, while I think watching, a lot of the, I think a lot of the twenty tens, yeah, like were worse than this. Pretty much, one scene and won the title. It just became insufferable, and I would say, uh, and and for me, that would be worse than this. Like, look, was in your house for good? No, it, it was real bad. But I just had a good time watching that. I mean, Diesel was there, the Bulldog was there, Triple H was there. Yeah, uh, it, it had everything. It's just the only, well, no, it didn't have everything. Didn't have Jeff Jarrett, and I didn't have the former number one contender who went one on one with The Rock. <laughs> the and within three seconds, within three seconds, could have been the world champion. Just, just that's, that's it. it. That's, that's, that's it. That's all it needed, and that's it didn't have it. But it did have uh, his soon-to-be tag team partner. It did have winner of the 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 what's it called brawl for all. I did have the one, two, three, the Hando tree kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. There's someone. If you're an independent wrestler, right, and you're listening to this, there's your gimmick. The Hando tree kid. Yeah. The Hando tree Wayne. There you go. Absolutely. I mean, why not? He's not going to come after you. He doesn't care. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, look, this is like universally, like whenever you do those top 10 lists of like, Worst pay per views ever. This always comes <laughs> up in it. it, but this show, I mean, like, sorry for interrupt, man, but like, it is really bad. Like, oh, I was watching, I was watching terrible. it, and I'm watching it, and I was just like, does Martin know how bad this show is? <laughs> it, it seems like it's targeted, right? Because I mean, look, there are some star predators, and I'll joke aside. There's some star predators. Like, this is the debut of Goldust, which is weird because it's like, oh yeah, Goldust showed up at this point. Uh, you know, we have like two or three title changes in this. Um, but not really. Yeah, the title doesn't change hands, and then so in on in the one show, the title's given up, the the IC belt is given up, and then uh, Dean Douglas loses almost immediately to Razor Ramon, and then we have uh, Diesel losing at the end of the show, but the title doesn't change. So it's just like okay, we had big changes here. Why the Bulldog? was booked to win despite the uh, look there's lots of questions we'll get into it but the the, yeah. the the bottom line here is this is again another case where the show made less sense the more you you were watching it and i don't i think this is for the first time what as, as we were watching it i think the show itself was less good even as a whole but 
there are some interesting stories around it. So I would say I'd, I would uh, like if you're doing some research on this now, I know, Martin, you're always phenomenal for doing research on this. So I'm going to let I'm going to yield the floor to you in a second. But some background. Uh, this was known as well in your house for, but it's been retro- retroactively known as the Great uh, Great White North pay-per-view. So now that's what it's known as, because it was the first pay-per-view uh, of this type in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, which is where um is that where Benoit was booked from? No, it was or Jericho used to be booked from Jericho Winnipeg. was Winnipeg, yeah. Yeah. Jericho. Yeah. So it's it's in your house for the Great White North, and the front of the video features the American flag and the English flag, no mention of Canada, and uh Bret Hart wasn't <laughs> wrestling on this on this show. But it had the largest attendance of any of these shows. Oh, uh, that must have been in in house attendance, like yeah, yeah. Okay, because the buy rate had, wasn't great. <laughs> the lowest buy it had one of the lowest buy rates ever. Yeah, so but the, that's what's ironic because the actual he- the gate was actually really good. Well, I tell you what, for for what is a pretty terrible show, the crowd, the fans are actually great the whole way through. I mean, there are some. Everybody has their limits, so there are some matches where they're just they can't muster the energy. But um, for a lot of it, they they keep this alive when other other crowds will let it die. And what's interesting is um, while Bret Hart is in wrestling, he is on commentary. Like he would be in the dark match to close out the night, but he's on commentary, getting over the fact that he's the next challenger. So this is kind of the bridge for them to actually finally accepting that Bret Hart it should be the main event guy. Uh, yeah. And you know that's kind of but where they're going towards. Here's what I don't get. So see, see, Bret Hart comes out to, like you're saying, to commentate for the main event. So when he comes out, that is the biggest pop of the night. Like it's massive when he comes out. So yeah. I don't know. I don't understand why you wouldn't just rejig this around so it's say Bret Hart and pick, you know, the number because, two. Uh, you know why? Because Bulldog was notoriously. A drama queen, and he wanted his main event spot. No, no, don't make it the main event. What I would have done would have I would have had Bret Hart, I would have had whoever the number two heel is, and I would have said that this match is for Survivor Series. Whoever wins this match mm. goes up against the champion at Survivor Series. So that way, you would have had Bret wrestling on the show in front of the Canadian crowd. And he you did would have had a big pop. He did. Also... He wrestled uh, Isaac Angton at the end of the night in the dark match. Yeah, again, the dart. Like, so they put him on last, so they knew that that's what the crowd wanted. I, just, uh, I just don't understand it. Because, the, well, look, the look, how many times have we come on here and been like, look, the dark matches were actually better than what was on the card, which is normally yeah. true. Uh, this was kind of this was a stopgap. That's what this was. They, they had to get over certain things. They had to really uh, push ahead with a lot of angles. The main big thing here was the icy belt thing situation. The debut of Gold Dust and then getting Diesel from here to Survivor Series. That's what this was. So the whole point of this show really was to get from A to B. And um it, you know what? So, so this show had a, a very low buy rate. Do you know what it's tied with? Oh Pop Quiz. Uh, December to Dismember? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. That, that was the only one I, I, I could think of that had like ridiculously it's, low buy rate. It's tied as the lowest ever buy rate in WWE history. But they're both on... About 90, yeah. Oh. So, okay. So I'm not going to bury the lead here. Tell, tell us why 
the Heartbreak Kid had to relinquish his uh, his title. Because <laughs> well, I, I know you're just, I know you just can't wait. I know you just can't wait. Go on. Well, it, there's actually conflicting stories about why the Heartbreak Kid had to relinquish his title. So I'm looking done... at it. I'm looking at a news report right here. Uh, even that, like, there's been there's been different accounts of what happened. All right, go on, go on. I'm but, gonna... uh, so they had a they had a house show the night before in a in a different city, and depending on whose version you're willing to listen to, Shawn Michaels, uh, the British Bulldog, I think the One Two Three Kid were out in a bar, and Shawn, uh, you're not going to believe this, got mouthy with someone. <laughs> It's totally out of character for him. You believe that? And depending on whose version you listen to, he was either beaten up by twelve or <laughs> one person. <laughs> I think yeah. it's probably more likely it was just the one person. So one one of the accounts is that he was a uh, he was in a car and he was slobbering or whatever, but he was like out of it on you know drinking drugs and whatever else, and that by the time. The person came over and dragged him out of the car. He literally just passed out, so he was completely defenseless while they were while they were laying into him. So but, I have a quote. I have a quote here from Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer newsletter. Um, it looks like it was Friday the thirteenth in Syracuse, New York, and um, according to the Observer, uh, the police report stated that Michael suffered later lacerations of the right eyelid, uh, the right cheek below the eye, two black eyes. Swelling and blood coming from the ears and the right eye. So they battered him. Leathered him. Absolutely battered him. But that makes a lot more sense though, because he was passed out. So they were just laid into like him as he was just KO'd. So that's a bit unfair. So basically, yeah, so the report here is, as you said, the slight difference in last week's observer that the police uh and the police report were in fact that the police report was largely derived from Waltman. The men who were instigated uh who instigated the incident yelled insults at the driver of the car, Donna Jones, and not Michaels. Uh, the police report stated that Michaels was in the front seat, but into- but so intoxicated that he had passed out and was actually asleep <laughs> as he was pulled out of the car and mercifully pummeled and had no chance to defend himself. <laughs> oh my God, this is horrible. So there you go. That this is That's directly from the police report. So no wonder you know, he got battered. He was asleep. Yeah, but again, the police report is coming from, like, the accounts of, of but I mean Waltman. how how out of it do you have to be? To... And that's that's why I question it. Do you know what you I know? think happens? I Go think on. I think Michaels is being his usual ah, we're still on the radio, so I I can't <laughs> I can't fully express what he was being. But he went let's say he went full Michaels. He was being and, a bold uh, boy. That's what he, he was, was being. being. He was being a bad boy. And uh, got into a fight and uh, didn't know what to do when he said to your man, all right, drop down international elbow, jump off the drop kick. And instead of doing that, your man just beat the hell out of him. <laughs> <laughs> I think he, he was he was slightly confused, you know. But uh, yeah, so that's why he dropped the title. Um, but the story's too funny to, to not to not bring up. But look, I'm not gonna we're not gonna go into the show too much because we only have a little bit of a little bit of time left, but um, on the whole, like, look, Rikishi was there as Fatu with Triple H. The match was passable. Um, like, and I but was again, say, for pay per view. It's just kind of, it's kind of nothing, you know. It was kind of nothing. Like, that would have best... been passable on Raw. 
you know. But the best match of the night was Smoking Guns uh, defeated the One Two Three Kid and Razor Ramon. That was the best night. And fair play to Razor, he double he double job tonight. So, yeah. and, and he was in two title matches. Not so, only the best match, but actually, like afterwards, so um, Razor basically beats the double guns, but then beats the the guns. But then um, one two three kid is jumping up and down going oh tag me in so I can get the pin. One yeah. two three kid comes in and gets the pin, but ends up getting rolled up and losing. And then he throws a fit and uh, like pushes off Razor and attacks the guns and tries mm-hmm. to steal the belts. And Razor gets them and gives them back. And I thought there's really interesting story here with that team breaking up, given the dynamic of Razor being like this huge gay and one two three kid being. You know, sort of an uppity, overly exuberant young fella. Yeah, and uh, I, thought, I, thought, I thought it was pretty interesting. It, but was it's, good, it was a good dynamic. Like, I mean, you know, the it, most, you know, the the standard is small guy, big big guy. But like as we said before, Ramon actually is huge. You know, Scott Hall is a very works. tall guy. Yeah. So I mean, that's why it works. It's just not, you know what. It requires you to think about it because it's not like it's like Randy Orton. Randy Orton, you think Randy Orton is small? No, he's not. Like, know what this? Know, know what this t- team reminded me a lot of? RK Bro. Oh yeah, actually, very yeah. similar. Very similar to that. Like in that dynamic, because what people might not know is Randy Orton is a we- has a weird shaped body. He's a very tall guy, but he's very lanky, and you don't really see it until you see him live. And when he does the RK, you're like, whoa, he's like taking up half the ring, and that's kind of what Razor Ramon was like. So that. I think that team was actually really well paired. It's kind of a strange pay-per-view in that it's like sort of widely acknowledged as one of the worst ones ever. But the first match is passable. The second match is good. It kind of lull you into a false sense of security. Can I I just say, right? Another way people are like, oh, Marty Gennetti should have got over, right? Yeah. How? He was always my favorite rocker. I but like look him. at the stay of well, he's wrestling. he's doing he's, he's dressed still like doing a, the eighty like, in nineteen like eighty five. He's dressed like a bird. <laughs> Coco, him and Coco Beware could have been yeah, a team. And I'm like, listen, buddy, this was never going to work. No, the whole it, it crowd because it looked the, really good in the eighties. Yeah, but the crowd are looking at him right, and the look of amusement that they've seen like it's actually very entertaining. Because the, the crowd, like, remember, this is 95. They've just seen Goldust, and they're like, what the hell is going on with, God, with that gold fella in the ring, right? And then Gennetti's there, and the, bow, the the two of them just look so out of place, because Gennetti's, like, t- 10 years too late, and Goldust is 10 years too early. So you're like, the crowd just have no idea what's what to do or how to respond to it and the match itself ends with like a very very it's not a, it's not a very good match it's, either it's not a good match and so here's they I actually don't know. made they actually made this mistake twice on the night right they brought Marty Jannetty out and I was like oh my god I haven't seen him in ages this is class and then they debuted Goldust and I was like well Goldust isn't losing in his debut so sorry Marty right so you you're basically bringing Jannetty out to job him so why have him have a 12-minute back and forth? Like, you're going to job him. You're going to put Goldust over. Put him over. Have him come out and be weird and creepy and have him just maul Gennetti. 
And they did the same thing later on with the Intercontinental title yeah. when they awarded it to Dean Douglas and then and they had take Razor. it away immediately. Yeah. Ramon come out, right? Yeah. But they never used Dean Douglas again after this. No. So if you're gonna put Razor over, put him over. Don't have him go 14 minutes back and forth snooze fest with Dean Douglas. Have him come out and maul him with three razor's edges in a row. And like put the if you're gonna put the guy over, put him over. You know what was worse than all of that? Mabel versus Yoko. Oh my god. It might actually be the worst match I've ever seen. Yokozuna is terrifyingly gassed. He can't do anything. He so he's gassed the, before he leaves the stage. It's he so, walks out gassed. It's worse than I, have, I, I have down in my notes here. So Mabel won King of the Ring, so he's King Mabel at this stage. So he gets carried to the ring on a big throne. And these four lads have to carry him. And these are big, burly men. And you want to see these poor fellas. They are struggling (laughs) getting down the the ramp carrying Mabel. And I have down here in my notes, um, poor lads carrying Mabel to the ring. The only person who had a harder job on the night was Yoko carrying himself to the ring. (laughs) Yoko, these lads in the ring. Sorry, the, these lads are, are burly, burly. I, you have to be like, they're like, you know, the lads that are pulling the, you know, the pull, they pull like the the, the big semi trucks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what they look like. And they that's look like they're struggling. Struggling. But Yoko, so the match starts off, Yoko <laughs> jump, like not runs forward, but the two of them sort of walk up to each other. And then Yoko pushes Mabel and then pushes him again and then hits him with an elbow and Mabel falls out of the ring. Actually does a good, pretty good tumble out of the ring, right? Yeah. But Mabel's the one who fell out of the ring. Yoko's gassed. He's like, in bits. He, we're 30 he, seconds in and he's uh, gassed. And he's there like, you know, he's like, on, he's like, you know, when you have your head between your knees, gassed. Yeah. That gas. It's like he's running 10k. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's leaning he's over just, pretending he's talking to Mr. Fuji. But he's like, you're just leaning because he's bad, just bad. That's it, it ends the bloody double count. Like there was just no need for this to happen. No, but I, Although, I, I think I think it was to, to kind of build up the Undertaker angle kind of thing. But yeah, I suppose. But nobody but looked well. Nobody looked well in this. It, <laughs> in fact, Yoko is so gassed that there's a. Um, Towards the end, I mean, the end, this match is five minutes long. Towards the end, Mabel does a bulldog, and Yoko is so tired, he actually can't go down for the bulldog. So Mabel does the bulldog, basically just slips off him. Yoko doesn't move, and then he just throws himself out of the ring because he's too tired to go down for the bulldog. And even Vince McMahon goes, what the hell? What does he go? What was that? But the important thing about it is they have a hug and they're all mates after. They are. Uh, do you know the way we always say with these in your houses, like you mentioned it earlier, that sometimes the uh, the dark matches are even more interesting than the ones that are on the show? Yeah. There's a dark match on this I really want to see because, like we said, Yokozuna is 30 seconds into this match and he's terrifyingly gassed. Like, looks like he might die. <laughs> and then later on in the night, he has a tag match with Owen Hart. Yeah. Fucking, Yoko's pulling double duty. <laughs> yeah, I, no, 
No, no, he's walking out twice. Did Owen, done, did Owen have match. to roll him down to the ring? Or <laughs> they, probably got, they probably got the lads who carry King Mabel because they're mates now. <laughs> yeah. Like, here, come on, let me use your phone for a bit. He's my mate, don't worry, we're fine. We're, we're good, we're buds now. That's for probably what happened. That's my Mabel theory. Are like, we can't, we're all off for, away for shoulder reassignment <laughs> surgery. But well, I'm, look, I'm mad to see that because it literally must have been Owen, Owen does everything, and then Yoko tags in for the pin. It must have been. But look, the upside here is I think the next in your house actually seems to be all right. We get a casket match. We get a hogs pen match. It's just after the curtain call, it looks like. Um, actually, it is after the curtain call, um, which is why uh, Triple H is in the hogs pen match. Yeah. So I think we're, we're after turning the corner. Would, would I say watch in your house for? Absolutely do not. Um, but we are going to leave it there, Martin. Is there anything you want to plug before we get out of here? No, I just want to say that uh, a couple of weeks ago, do you remember I told the story about how the videos, the yes. prices of videos had changed? Yes. I, I think I think that's been showing up in these pay-per-views because ever since we, we did that story, um, every time they do a giveaway, they're also like, and if you buy this T-shirt, we'll also throw in a free WWF classic video cassette. And it's always like a blank cassette. Like, <laughs> you don't know what's on it. So it's clear that they just have a warehouse full of thousands and thousands of tapes that they can't sell. And now they're just, just giving them away with, with whatever they can, like, you know, buy buy a Coke at the concession stand. Get yourself, <laughs> give no VHS get, get yourself six VHS tapes. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Um, I will say I want to plug um, Silicon Valley uh, after Martin's <gasps> suggestion. Yeah. It's phenomenal. So if you guys haven't, if you want to watch something that will consume like five days of your life and you'll just binge watch it, watch Silicon Valley. It's a lot of fun. And we'll be back next week. Not to talk about In Your House because that's not what we're doing next. Well, we won't be back next week, but the next show it won't be In Your House, ladies and gentlemen. It will be in Wembley. AEW, either on location, a pre-show, a post-show. We don't know yet, but you don't want to miss it. We'll be live in attendance. That's going to be the next show here. If you're on the in London and you see us hanging about, give us a shout. Come over. We have to like whenever we do this show, we have very little plans for how it's going to go. So the Wembley show is a free for all. We've no absolutely idea. no plan. All what I know is what format it's going to be. Just. No. We have no idea. It's just you know, it's gonna be interesting. Uh we we will we will be there. We hope you guys are there too. And uh, it will be available for everyone to listen to. But for myself, for Martin and for Dave, we will see you next time here on the Wrestling Rewind. Bye guys. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media Production. 